Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Praise God, champion. Jesus is Lord. And I want to let you know that we're so excited that you joined us this evening as we go into the Word of God. It is always, once again, a privilege to be able to come into your home and minister to you and let you know that you are special to God. God loves you. And God is desiring of all of us that we believe Him. The Bible says that he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of everyone who diligently seeks Him. And I believe I'm talking to a bunch of individuals who absolutely believe God's Word. Now listen, uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Pastor Hart. We have a threefold mission statement. Number one is to propagate the Word of Faith. That literally means that to establish ourselves by believing the Word, speaking the Word, anticipating that the Word of God works in every area of our life. And if we'll just do the Word and propagate that Word and build ourselves our whole life around the Word, it'll work. Number two is to develop and build strong families for Jesus Christ. It is so vitally important that we understand that God, the first thing God did in the garden was create a man and a woman and create he a family. God desires family. That's why he designed you and I. God was craving uh, a a fellowship with somebody of his own class. And we've been created in his image and in his likeness. So building strong families. Number three is to remove any fear so that you and I can accomplish everything God told us to do with our life. So all we have to do is just know that God is in it and God is not the author of any confusion any fear whatsoever. So we're going to go into the Word today and, uh, and we're going to be discussing how this Word is referred to as one of the greatest definitions of the Word you can get into, and that is the life of seed, the seed that God has given to us and how we are, are to place ourselves in that. So let's go to the Word over that and let's, let's see what the Scripture has to say. Uh, and while we get into this, go to the Gospel of Luke with me. And we're going to be reading out of chapter 8. And uh, we're going to begin today. And uh, once again, thank you for joining us. And uh, let somebody know that you're on with us. Now, Father, I'm in agreement with everyone that's that's listening to the sound of my voice. The words of life are going to be beneficial to them as they continue, not just today, finishing that day or tomorrow, next week or the week thereafter, but all their life that the word of God will work in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in in Luke's gospel, the eighth chapter, uh, we, I want to major on one part of this because for the time's sake that we have this evening to get into this, and that is the understanding of the, the, the Word and its importance uh, to us. Jesus had been ministering in the villages, and the Bible said in, in the Luke 8, 1, that He was preaching and teaching, and people were getting healed. The threefold ministry of Jesus, preaching, teaching, and healing. That's what He did. And then as he came out into this, we read about uh, several individuals who began to support him in the ministry. And then he went into the teaching, the parable here, which is also found in the Gospel of Matthew. It's also found in the Gospel of, of, uh, of Mark. But Luke uses a different term here. The Bible says the word of the kingdom over there. We're going to deal with it over here. And he says he talks about the sower sowing the word. And the sower went out and he sowed the word. And we know, and we know that there was... Four levels of what he did in the sowing of it. And he says in verse 9, he said, His disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? That's what they wanted to know. What is this parable? 
And in Matthew's gospel, it said, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parables? So this is paramount that we understand that Jesus is referring to something that is crucial to our day-to-day living. And he said in verse 10 unto them, it is given, it is given, he said, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, seeing that they might see and hearing they might not understand. Now, in verse 11, he makes this statement. The parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Now, we could rightly say then that the word of God is equal to seed. So anytime we always mention the term seed, we also oftentimes talk about seed as in our giving. But the word is the seed. And anything that you and I do in life, we are planting seed. Now, what I'm doing right now is, in, it is similar to that of a farmer. I am ministering to you, and what I'm doing is I'm planting seed into you. And so the word is the seed. The seed is the word, and it, you can't separate it. Everything in the seed, the seed has every fruit-bearing tree in it, all of the fruit and all of the seasons to go with it, how it lasts and how it flourishes. is all wrapped up in a seed. Now, he said in here, verse 11, he said, now the parable is this. He said, I, I, everybody else, they're going to hear me, but they won't understand. But to you, my disciples, I'm going to tell you this. He said, here's the parable. You ask me what it is. So I'm going to enforce the, the teaching. The parable is this that I told, talked about. The sower sows seeds, which is the word of God. So this is what, what he was mentioning. Is Jesus talks about seed and he talks about soil in this verse of scripture. Matthew as well as, well as, as Mark. So Jesus talks seed and soil. Now this is always, uh, if I may put it this way, it always is a natural tendency of ours. That when we, sow, we talk about this, we oftentimes talk about soil only. And, and it's very important that we understand that because what I'm dealing with today is very crucial. But did you notice that there's a different differentiate between the soil? And then he talks about that seed on the wayside, the stony ground, the fallow ground. And then he said, then on good ground. So talks about four different types of soil. But he never makes reference that the seed is different. The seed is always the same at every reference point. The seed that landed on the, on the wayside, the rock, the stony ground, the, and the seed that's landed on good ground was all the same seed. So it all was capable of producing, but it didn't produce till it got into good soil. So the seed is the word, and the word doesn't change. It didn't change when God first gave it, when it has not altered what bit. In a matter of fact, the word tells us that uh, he upholds all things in the book of Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 1. He upholds all things by the word of his power or the, the power of his word or the seed in it. And so when God said, let there be, then it became exactly that and has it altered. That's why we're not ever going to have the sun blow out and, and or come closer or farther away. It's just not going to happen. It is there because God commanded it to be there. Our natural earth is in rotation cycle, exactly the way God ordained it. Now, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God spoke and designed the, the humanity. He designed this flesh, this temple. And so the seed of it. So anytime we speak the word, 
we're releasing the seed from within us out to produce. Now, this is very important that we understand this. Here Jesus, their rabbi, if I could put it that, teacher, preacher, is, is oftentimes, uh, if we'll put it this way, uh, for many times people will come and sit in on all kinds of different ministries, ours, and throughout people go to different churches and they'll do this. And it's so easy to do it now. But uh, it's so interesting that here uh, we'll see this, that hearers or congregations are always critiquing or fact-checking their preacher. And let me, it's so easy today. Let's Google that. Let's, let's go here and find out if that's so and find out if that's the real definite. It's so easy to do that and get sidetracked to, to fact-check instead of studying but fact check. And so truth is just truth. Now, here's the reason I'm saying that. Jesus dealt, uh, when he was preaching, he said, the sower soweth the word, and the word is the seed. Now, the seed isn't the problem. It's the ground. So if, if you're constantly hearing the word, but constantly emotionally, mentally fact checking, then how does that get down into your spirit? Revelation comes by the word of God. Now, Soil is the real issue, which is determined by how you hear. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, if we go through the Greek lettering and how this is put out, it gives us a whole different light on this. It sounds scattered to us, because we've heard people say, that's Greek to me. Well, that is. I mean, the Greek language is in its authentic level of it, made reference of it. Here's what it said. God... Is, I exist. God is. Now this is this way he said, the word, the parable is this. God, the seed, is the word. God is, I exist. So the seed is, I exist in the seed. God is saying, I exist in that seed. And that seed is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So the seed is the word, and here the alphabetically in the Greek, when you put it out in spelling, God is I exist. Remember when God spoke to him and said, who shall say that I am? And he, said, and he told Moses this, he said, you go tell him I am that I am. And so when he said I am that I am, and he went that route, oh man, God began to do it. God is I exist. The true meaning, this is the full expansion in the Greek, the true meaning now of parable origin Seed this word. Seed this word. Watch that. Seed this word. Put that word in motion in that. Seed that. Here's what the true meaning is. God is I exist. The true meaning now of the parable, the origin. So seed this word. Yeah, that's what he's basically saying to them. And that's how they got a hold of it. Now we put it over into King James and uh, the language of King James, and the parable is this, that the seed is the word of God. But when you understand that, the seed, the word, seed, the word, God is, I exist, is what's in this parable. And he said, and the true meaning of, of this parable, the origin of it, is seed, the word. And some of it fell by the wayside, some of it couldn't get that seed of that word, and so we've got to deal with this. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, it makes this powerful statement. Look at this. I, in 1 Peter 1, 23, he said, For you have been born again. Now listen to that. You have been born again, not of incorruptible seed. Not of, watch this. You have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. 
Now watch this. Through the living and enduring word of God. One translation says perishable seed and versus imperishable seed. We have been born again, not a perishable seed. God's word cannot cease to exist. He said out of his own mouth, my word will I not break anything that I said and nothing I uttered out of my mouth. I seeded the word out and that seed will produce and it'll produce every time you say it. But you got to get something on the inside of you. Now, I recalled something and, uh, and uh, back in the, back in the uh, uh, part, early part of the latter part of the 80s and 90s, Joanne and I were sitting at home one day and, and I recall her uh, watching a commercial. We were sitting in the room together watching a commercial. And uh, she saw this commercial, and it was a McDonald's commercial. And in the commercial, they, they were showing a, a McDonald's that was opening up. First, the first McDonald's that opened up, it was opening up in Russia, in Moscow, in a little community there in Moscow. And this actually, listen close to what I'm about ready to say, started back in the 70s in a discussion at an Olympic, uh, 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 at Olympic Games where several business people got together and just got talking about McDonald's and wouldn't it be nice to have one in, in Russia? Well, do you know from the mid-70s all the way up into 90, that manifestation of what they saw, the more they talked, they seeded it until it became the largest McDonald's all over. They anticipated the day that it opened. You're looking at some pictures right here. The day that it opened up, they had anticipated that they would feed 1,000 people. Over 30,000 people showed up on the first day of that. Somebody talked and spoke to somebody else who came into agreement and they seeded something in each other and that seed gave birth and then Joanne saw that commercial and she stood up and with tears in her eyes, she says, I'm going there. I am going there. I'm going to go to that place. I'm going to preach there. Do you know what drew her to that confession? Seeing that McDonald's. There wasn't anything supernatural about McDonald's, but it drew something on the inside of her and it gave birth to something. And she stood up and said in our, in our, in our den, just her and I, but more importantly, heaven heard it and God spoke to her heart and prompted her and she gave word to it. She seeded it in the atmosphere. She spoke it in and the first place that that seed Lodge. The first soil it hit was on good ground. And that soil was her own spirit. Out of the abundance of her heart, she spoke and they took lodge. The seed got in there. And then every time that commercial came on, she'd point, raise her hand out to her, pray in the spirit over began to uh, thank God that she, I'm going to go there. I heard her confession of faith. You know what she was doing? Watering the seed. She was watering the seed. The seed came up when she saw the McDonald's. But now, oh, the, the whole account of that. One day, she's going to tell you the whole story on this. I wasn't on that trip. She went with a wonderful woman of God by the name of Marilyn Hickey. And, and they were having a blast preaching the gospel. And Marilyn Hickey had rented buses for everybody to go. And uh, Joanne knew that there was, there was, they were going by that McDonald's. And they went, she asked the bus driver, can, I, can you take me to that McDonald's? And they got to understand it was a little late at night. That, that time period, the McDonald's had already had its regular hours. And so it was nighttime at that time. And, so, and, and jo, the, Joanne asked the bus driver, he goes, hey, look at I'm I've got all these people here. We're on a schedule. And he says, let's see, all these people want to go. Now, somehow my wife 
just got bold enough, and I don't know the exact way she phrased it, but she said, hey, listen, we're going by the McDonald's. I'm going by the If you want to go, go. If not, you can get off the bus and get on the other bus. She just charged, she took char- charge of that charter bus, and they went to that McDonald's, and you know, we're closed, and Joanne banged on the door, and she goes, I want something from McDonald's. Can you give me something? And they, slid, they opened the door, and they handed her one of the placemats from McDonald's. It was all in Russia, and she got on that bus. Her faith was activated by, by, by what she saw there, and it rose up on the inside of her. Now, that was that seed. She set it out of her mouth, and it seeded. It got inside of her spirit. And then every time she see that commercial, the commercial didn't water it. She'd stay, put her hands out towards that TV as a point of contact. And then she'd say, I'm going there. I'm going to go there in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. It's fully supplied. She was watering that seed. Every, all seed needs water. Here's what Scripture said regarding humanity. He said one planted the seed, the other watered, but God gets the increase. Do you know who got the increase on that whole trip? God got the increase on that. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it is so powerful and awesome to know that you can speak dynamically into your future if you'll just learn what you say or see, and that's why you got to guard what you say. The moment something happens, the moment something comes, watch what you say because you may not want to eat the fruit of that. Now, he said in here, you've been born again, and you were born again of a, not of perishable seed, but of the imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So the same word that you speak is the same word that caused you to become born again. And if the same word you speak out of the abundance of your heart could have created you to come out of sin nature and separation from God and put you in relationship with God, that same seed coming out of your mouth can heal your body. That same seed can renew your mind. That same seed can remove confusion and frustration. You have the right to say in the authority of the name of Jesus, I will not live in dismay and discouragement and frustration. I am not a lonely person. I understand what's going on in the world today. And there's so much confusion, so much chaotic situations going on today. However, in Christ, there is nothing out of order. In Christ Jesus, there is the will of God. And His will on, uh, is on earth right now. And it, because heaven has announced it and faith comes by hearing, that's God getting His will into earth. And He does it when we hear it, it's on earth now, man. And that, that's where it comes into. In Proverbs chapter 8, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, it makes this statement, and this is why... And dealing with this area of the seed is so important. And it makes this statement. Verse 20, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Now notice this. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Increase of what? A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit. First, over there in Luke's gospel, chapter 8, it talks about that the seed, here's the parable, the seed is the Word of God. You know what seed produces? Fruit. And you're going to eat the fruit of what you're sowing on a regular basis. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? You can have what you say. Now, other people may be saying things about you contradictory to it, but if they're in agreement with what you're saying, you can have what they say if they're agreeing with what you're saying. But the world may say, you can't live there. Oh, yes, I can. You can't drive that kind of car. Oh, yes, I can. You'll never have a happy home. Oh, yes, I will. Your children never serve God. Yes, they will serve God. Yeah. 
Oh, well, you know, if that flu's coming around, everybody's going to get it. That virus coming around, you know you're going to get it. No, no, no. So by the stripes, I'm a healed man. Amen. You ought to be able to say, glory be to God. Thank God for the word. I speak the word over my life. Every day that you, you, you know, that you, you brush your teeth uh, and you're, you're speaking the word. Uh, showering, man, soaping yourself up. Speak the word. You're laying hands on yourself. Speak the word over your body. Anytime you're brushing your hair, speak over your mind. Thank God I'll never have Alzheimer's. Thank God I'll never have a loss of memory. Thank God my eyes are, are, will never be diminished. My hearing won't be lost. Thank God I do not have brittle bones in Jesus' name. I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Praise God. And also, if I believe that about myself, you know what I do? I believe that about others and I'll never engage in gossip. Now, you can't use these seeds to condemn somebody else. You can't use these words to, to contradict the, the greatness that God did. If you believe you're fearfully wondering, made, well, He did that with everybody. I understand not everybody's born again. I get that, but we don't have the right to condemn them on earth by, by speaking over them and then not giving them the gospel. The good news is full of seed and power unto salvation. And all we got to do is speak it. The fruit of His own mouth. And notice this. He gives this powerful definition. And he said, and with the increase of his lips. You know what that means? You start off with scripture. You start off with this. Train yourself this way. <clears throat> you start speaking the word. If, if all you have is just one verse of scripture, you know, if all you have is like, you know, John 3, 16. Well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If that's the only verse you know, fine. Then put it over in another area. Father, you love the world. I was part of it. You love me. And then you gave yourself for it. Glory be to God. You loved me that much. You gave yourself for me. Now that causes hope to rise up on the inside. Then all of a sudden, wait a minute. I'm not going to perish. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I have not living in perish. The seed, the word of God, it doesn't perish. And if the word is in me, then I have the right to say, no, I'm not perishing. I'm going to live and not die and fulfill the will of God. You see, you get that in, in there and you begin to start training yourself in it. The, when, when something happens and you first start out on this, you know, I recall when you and I first got born again and, and got a hold of the word, more specifically, we got a hold of the confession of our faith and understanding that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the, he is the one that is uh, the, uh, the high priest and apostle of our faith. He's the high priest over it. And he takes our words, presents them to heaven up there and honors them. So, when we got a hold of this, we both started saying to each other, we'd, we'd start making statements when we first got, and she'd say to me, bad confession, bad confession, and I'd say back to her, bad confession, bad confession. We used to do that back and forth, and not realizing that what we were doing was instead of encouraging each other, we were condemning each other. We were trying to encourage each other. We did our best, but we were young in it. Now we don't do that, we, that we, and, and one of the reasons we don't do that, we've guarded our confession of faith, how we talk. You've got to learn how your daily talk is. You know, Paul made a statement in, in regards to what he said. He said, my, my, my speech and my preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but of power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. This is what Paul made reference regarding this. He said, my speech and my preaching. So his speech and preaching were the same. Whatever he preached is how he talked daily. The word speech means daily talk. See, it's wrong for me as a minister of the gospel, as a, as a farmer sowing seed into you right now, that once I shut all these cameras off and, and then put my, my suit away and put this away, then I start 
talking so negative and down and, and yelling at my wife and speaking negative about my family. And, and see, that's just wrong. See, you, you can't do that. You, you got to speak the same way you preach and you got to preach the same way you speak. Paul said, that's why my words, they're not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I don't get in front of you and try to entice you with my wisdom and then turn around and then say th- things that are contrary to it, not full of wisdom. I can't do that. And the, re- the reason we live at the success level that we're living right now, we got our words right. We're getting, and we're not, listen, we're working at this, but we've got our words right. And the more you learn this, the quicker the results come. So he made reference of this in here, and he said in this verse of Scripture that the Spirit of God would, would operate this. Now, let me give you another translation of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. And it says this in, in the uh, Douay translation. And it says, the offspring of his lips shall fill him. Seed, offspring. The word in us is we become God's offspring. So we talk the way, the way that functions. Now, we uh, understand this from, a, a, uh, from a, as growing up from a natural, using a natural comparison here, which we ought to compare spiritual with spiritual. But let me use this illustration. Um, you know, Although, you know, being of Hispanic descent, I do not speak Spanish, uh, and uh, I, I get along. But I don't, but so when I raised my sons, I didn't speak Spanish to them. I spoke English to them. And Joanne, being of German and Italian descent, did not speak German or Italian to them. And one of the reasons she didn't is because she was like me. She didn't know how to speak Italian or German either. So neither one of them, they had three different languages that they could have learned in Spanish. They could have learned Italian or German from both parents, but neither one of us knew how. So consequently, they learned English from us. So they learned English from us. Get that again. They learned because they're speaking spirits. So when they looked at us, their parents, and we were loving them, we were giving them words, and they were repeating those words to us. So we were seeding them with dialect, with language, with speech. That's why when our children go to sleep at night, Joanne would pray over them, speaking the book of Proverbs over them every night. She'd speak the word over the life. I'd speak the word over them. And we were constantly doing this. We, th- this is what we knew to do as, as baby Christians. Now that much more is being older in Christ. Oh, we understand the power of behind seed and time and harvest time. So sometimes you may not necessarily see that harvest, but you just trust that seed's working. So the offspring of your lips. Now, when you begin to speak that as a child and you begin to say, they begin to repeat after you and they'd say plate, plate or whatever it was you were telling them, uh, food, food, milk, milk, however you would begin to, it's so important. I remember my, my son uh, Brent with his son Taj, my grandson, as a young child, they also taught him talking through sign language. So if he wanted to eat, he'd, he'd make some movement with his hand and then they'd get him to say it, but he'd also have hand movement along with it. And so they could communicate. He was learning skillfully with mechanics of hands gestures. And he understood that. But then he got to with words on it. And he's, he's, he's such an intelligent child today. And, and boy, I mean, he could verses and he, he and I have a blast together. But he's the offspring of their lips. Not just the offspring of their, of their loins. He's the offspring of their lips. The dialect they speak in the spirit realm is a dialect he picks up, and the dialect that we spoke is the dialect my children receive. So the offspring of your lips shall fill him. Now, 
Proverbs 18, verse 20 in the Jerusalem Bible says it this way. When a man's stomach is full, it is, it is the fruit of his own mouth. It's the fruit of his own mouth. It's the yield of his lips that fills him. Now notice it again. It is the fruit of his own mouth. See, a lot of people complain, well, I, you know, so-and-so didn't talk good about me. Well, turn to talk good about yourself. You know, listen, all of us are going to go through life, and there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you. I've said this for years. Let me cheer you up here. There, there's some people that, that are talking bad about you, and then there's some people who never talk about you. So just cheer up, man. Long as you know God is speaking about you, and then you talk what God says about you, oh, man, you've got a winning combination going on there. That is so powerful. So a man's stomach is full. With what? With the fruit of his own mouth. So what you said this morning is feeding you. What you said all day is how you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to get the fruit of that next week, the months after. You're going to get the harvest off of that. See, I believe I'm being hunted down. People are hunting us down to bless us. Scripture said, give, and it shall be given. And you pressed down, shaken together, running over. And he said, I'll cause men to, to give into your bosom. In other words, your heart's desire. So God will give you heart. He said, I'm the one that knows your needs. I gave and met all your needs. He said, but I'll see to it that I'll give you the desires of your heart and I'll use men and women to hunt you down and bless you. I believe that right now. I believe that while you're watching this right now, God's talking to somebody about blessing you. God's talking, and God's also talking to you about blessing somebody else. Somebody has the potential of increasing you, and you have the potential of increasing somebody else. And you, here's how you start. Well, Pastor, I don't have a whole lot to give. Well, here's how you give. Let me show you how of abundance, how to give. Father, I bless so-and-so. Call them by name and do the highest thing you could do in the court of heaven. And use your words to bless Remember the scripture said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. See, look, when you begin to bless God for all that he is and all that he does, you're using your words, the highest form there is, to honor God. Say, I love you. I appreciate you. You're the most high. I thank you that, that you've supplied once again. Thank you that I, I was able to wake up today and serve you today and love on you. Father, thank you. Provision is mine. It comes and you're using me as a vessel fit for your master's use to be able to use me. You speak to me and I'll follow your instructions. Yes, sir. Whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'll do. Your stomach will be full of your own mouth and you're going to get the yield or the harvest, the increase, the bumper crop off of your own lips. There's a bumper crop waiting for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's right, or, listen, it's coming your way. It's got your name on it. Do you know that the scripture said, makes reference of, uh, uh, makes reference of this along with the seed, uh, talking about this? He said it fell on good ground. He said that ground produced some hundredfold some 60-fold, some 30-fold. And it said they, they yielded. They increased when the Word got in them. When the Word gets in us, not just churchianity, talk about when the Word gets in us, it radically changes us. Listen, I'm so glad you joined us this evening. I'm so glad that you partook of this. I say in the name of Jesus that as you're watching this, whether you're watching this right now with me live or whether you've tuned in and you're watching the recording of this, I'm saying in the name of Jesus that God loves you and God has ordained it that you should go fully funded and bring forth fruit and that your fruits should remain and that He has commissioned you 
to go into all the world and preach and teach the gospel. Lay hands on the sick and raise up the dead. And if any deadly thing like a COVID virus come to you, it will not be able to attach itself to you. We're declaring you to be blessed. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.